0: Welcome to Witham Sounding Board, a podcast sharing powerful business tips, insights, and trends for those seeking to become a rock star in their industry.
1: Welcome to the special edition of our Auto Dealership Services Group podcast series. I am Jim Burke, Managing Director of Advisory Services here at Witham. Joining me today is my partner, Stuart McCallum. He heads up our auto niche here at Witham. And also joining me today is Michael Deshield. From uh, AutoTreeve, as well as Rick Minista from AutoTreeve. Thank you guys uh, for joining me today on today's special podcast. Uh, today, we are going to talk about warranty audits. Uh, help me out here, Stuart. Let's uh, bring me up to speed. What are they? What are they all about?
2: Warranty audits uh, at their core are, and, I, and I'll give this as an example. If I take my Toyota Highlander into a dealership, and it's within the 36 month warranty period, and I have some work done. I, as the customer, do not get billed for it. In fact, that invoice or repair order will go to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer will pay for those repairs. The manufacturer, has a keen eye for what they want to pay for, right? They're going to be as, as conscious of their spending as we would our own money, except we're going to, they're going to be looking at different things than we would as a customer. As a customer, as long as my car is working, I'm happy. The OEM on the other hand, wants to know where all the I's dotted and T's crossed on the paperwork. And so we have something known as a warranty audit in the industry where the OEM on a fairly regular basis i imagine most of the dealers or general managers or professionals in the space that are listening to this have come under a warranty audit recently these happen all the time where the oem will come in and pull a bunch of paperwork to attempt to identify issues with your warranty paperwork where they're going to say listen jim we appreciate you being a dealer you did all this great work however this $100,000 we paid you in 2020, th- that warranty work we're going to disallow. We'd like you to pay us back. So at its core function is were paperwork, was paperwork filed appropriately? There is this misconception in the space that that's somehow linked to fraud or malfeasance. But I would tell you most of the dealers that fall victim to warranty audit chargebacks, it's not fraud. It's poor record keeping. Yep,
1: yep. So, okay. So, so Stuart, you talked a lot about paper, paper, paper. I think you must have said paper three, four, maybe five times. So, uh-huh. I know the guys at Autotrieve, yes, they like paper, but they like converting paper to other types of uh, information. Rick, why don't you tell us about, about, you know, Stuart talked a lot about paper, but it doesn't have to be paper, right? Talk about what you guys are doing with that legacy paper uh, in the warranty audit area and how the documentation that you guys have stored how it's searchable, how it's there, and how it's available, and how you guarantee that, hey, it's protected and secured, all that kind of stuff.
3: Most definitely. You know, keeping their uh, repair orders as a document itself on a shelf is a very, very uh, dangerous thing to do. Uh, paper gets filed the wrong way, gets retrieved, never gets put back in the right place, or just basically never gets put back. So, what we offer the auto dealer world. Is the scanning service where our you know the documents can come to our site. Uh, we have our employees that then scan those documents. Uh, we index them by the lead number, the repair order. We take information from their servers to merge um, into our index for multiple fields of retrieval and also for verification. So what happens is we're taking the paper that they have to now keep for many years. We're converting that to image to a PDF image. And then we're storing that on our servers. Our servers back up to other servers and then back up to our own disaster recovery site. And every month we also give the dealers back a disc of everything that we've scanned. So being on the cloud and having all this information scanned, this allows them to, to one, by our reporting, to verify every repair order they generated has been captured because we'll tell them if any are missing. It also allows them via passwords, which they control, to retrieve these documents from anywhere they are, through the right, right through our website autotrieve.com. So right now, if you're on paper and you need 400 repair orders for an OEM audit, somebody has to take weeks of going through a file room, pull paper, copy it, to verify everything's okay. In our case, you go online, put in those repair order numbers, and retrieve them within seconds. Um, so this allows them to not be locked into the documents themselves. It allows those documents to be secured and allows them to retrieve those documents for customer queries or OEM audits within seconds from anywhere.
2: Rick, why don't you, I think this is a great segue based upon the conversations I've had with you. Why don't you tell us about how you actually got into this
3: business? <clears throat> sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, my wife and I uh, always went to one dealership to buy our cars. And I was there one time and the general manager walked up to me and said, you're in the scanning business, right? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, just give me a few minutes. We walked upstairs. It was a third floor room that had piles of repair orders, literal like beehives and repair orders in black garbage bags. And they were three years behind in filing. So at this point, it was almost impossible to file problem he had was that the manufacturer was coming in with a 50 million dollar repair order audit a warranty claims audit, and they knew that they would not find these repair orders so they were going to have to settle on some number so instead he asked us can we scan it and tell him what's missing so we had our driver stop by we picked up all the documents brought it back to our our, our area. We scanned everything in. We took data from there. At that time, it was Reynolds and Reynolds, matched that data to what we've scanned and gave them back a report of what was missing. And Then the manufacturer came in for the audit and the end result was the manufacturer found that they owed the dealership $50,000. So The dealership, instead of spending almost seven digits in penalties, made money on it, got into a better record management system, And then we end up doing all eight of their stores on a daily basis.
2: What is that process? Uh, So that was obviously a one-time shot, uh, which, and I'll be honest, most most dealers I have gone into, Mm. there is some room, sometimes it's in the attic, sometimes it's just way in the back, but there's a room that's just a ton of paperwork that's filed, which you hope is filed alphabetically or by some. A common denominator or organization, but sometimes I doubt that it is. But, you know, in those cases, it's easy for me to understand both as a service professional and someone that's been in the dealership space, you would come in, scan all the documents, and now we're caught up. But what does that day-to-day or week-to-week compliance look like on the scanning? Obviously, this example that you used, you had a heavy hand you were, you were in there, parachute in, you take care of it, you leave. What does it look like on a, on a maintenance standpoint? How do I make sure I'm staying on top of it, that I don't catch up and then I start to fall behind because I'm not, I'm not holding people accountable or, or staying on top of the process itself?
3: Exactly. So clients that choose to have the documents scanned by our staff at our location, uh, what, what we'll do is arrange a weekly pickup of the documents or a weekly shipment of the documents to our site. So that means like, let's say every Friday, one of our employees and our vehicles will stop by their office and pick up that week's repair orders. So the clients at the cash desk learn once a repair order is complete, and signed by the customer, they put it in one of our boxes and that accumulates in the box. So then once it comes, once we pick up that document, it gets logged into our control systems. And then we have a set team that works on each individual client and that goes through and gets scanned and quality controlled. And again, then we take data from their DMS also and to verify that everything that they've generated has been captured in our system. So the key to good document management when you're looking at conversion to scanning is consistency. You don't do it like, oh, we'll stop by once every two or three weeks, maybe once a month. You have to turn it into a weekly, if not daily process. Anything longer than that, people get sloppy, they don't get the documents ready. Somebody goes in the box, they pull a document out and never goes back in. So through our years in business, we always will, for the average size account, do a weekly pickup for the larger accounts that have a larger volume. We'll do a daily pickup of of yesterday's documents. But that's the key, get it on the system as fast as possible. As this paper lays, people take it. And the history of America, for all the years I've been in the record management business is. Fifty percent of documents are lost on refiling, not original filing. So I have once, a
1: question for uh, I have a question for Michael uh, Rick. Uh, it's a good, it's a good segue for this. Well, how do you deal with a dealer? How, how do you respond to a dealer that that talks about the labor cost? Uh, is the labor cost more costly to be doing this internally in the paper world, uh, or is it is it less costly to be outsourcing it. in the It's a world. very
0: powerful about. question that you ask particularly in these times. and um, at, at the end of the day, with all the added benefits we provide versus them attempting to do it themselves, for those that have us scan for them, whether we're picking it up, whether they're shipping it to us, the example that I uh, that I that I, um, I put out to them that is uh, you know a, a, a store that is selling a hundred cars a month and, and producing a thousand repair orders, a month having their own labor scan uh, that might be a, a near full near a uh, full-time employee FTE that's probably what is it 35 40k a year there and abouts plus 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 assuming they did it all the time they were never out they got it accurately never mind all of the safeguards that we have in place with with uh with cloud and sock one sock two redundancies 150 people round the clock 24 7 365. our cost to them is about half of that. Okay. So, so it's it's a pretty powerful, you know, it's a very compelling business case,
1: really. You I, know, so. And I think, and I think the other aspect of this that we may not consider when we're, if we're just looking at dollars, probably relates to, you know, what if we're subject to a warranty audit or going right. through the warranty audit? How much time is it going to take in a paper-based world? To assemble the information that we need to support the things that that we did under warranty, right? I would yep. I would yep. have to assume, guys. That's uh, yep. really my question is directed to Michael and, and Rick about I would have to assume in that digital world. It's a much quicker
0: turnaround with the documentation on the warranty audit needs than in the paper world. Well, a couple of different things, um, uh, if I may, uh, uh, you know, being a service bureau, not purely, you know, software as sor- service or just, you know, software alone, uh, you know, uh, and the ability for the cu- customer to immediately retrieve 24-7, 365 anywhere in the world, as long as they have, you know, their their passwords and credentials in order, uh, often enough, as a service bureau, if that customer has a couple of days' notice of what those records are, um you know it might be a thousand repair orders, might be uh, several hundred deals, they can just share those record numbers with us and we prepare we prepare a, ba- a, 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 a an audit media for them. Uh, it's shipped to them, and they will then hand the the uh, the OEM auditor, that sandbox, for them to do what they need to do. So that saves them immense amounts of time. And the way that customers respond to that service is amazing. Uh, it's a very, very wonderful, you know, value-added component that puts them at ease. Excellent. Excellent.
1: All right, as we wrap up this uh, this uh, podcast on uh, on warranty audits, Stuart, any final uh, parting
2: words in this space? What I would say kind of a, a final thought is that there are a lot, when you think of a repair order, you think of it being a, a giant sheet of paper or a couple of giant sheets of paper, but anybody that's ever gone to a service department to have uh, work done knows that there's a lot of things that get stapled together. And the longer that you have something sitting in a physical form into Rick's point, taken out, put back in, filed, refiled, reshuffled around, The items that have been stapled on, uh, uh, a notepad, uh, a sticky note, a receipt, a signature, whatever, the longer that that stays in a physical form, the less likely that you're going to have access to that in the future. Mm -hmm. And so the sooner you could get those odds and ends scanned in, uh, I think that that just makes you all the more prepared for an eventual factory audit. You know, when we look at the stats, about two and a half percent of dealers per year will go under a full you know full run-of-the-mill deep dive factory audit but about one in ten dealers will go through some type of factory audit Uh, so you have a one in ten chance of getting dinged or pulled randomly uh, any given year and so it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when and the only thing that we can control as dealers or as advisors to dealers is to make sure that they're ready for that eventuality. Excellent.
1: All right, guys. Stuart McCallum, uh, our auto niche leader here at Witham, thank you for uh, participating on the Penn uh, podcast today. And uh, Michael and Rick uh, from AutoTree, thank both of you for uh, participating with us on this special edition of our Auto Dealership uh, Services Group podcast series. Uh, thank you. I'm Jim Burke, uh, Advisory Director here at Withum. Uh, have a great day.
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first in line to hear what's coming next. Don't want to wait for our next episode? Check us out at Withum.com. That's W-I-T-H-U-M.com.